Hello and welcome to the PG Daily. In today's episode, PGCC student Sydney Cobbs talks about the effects of social media on the mental health of college students. Welcome to Let's Talk About It. The show where we speak the truth and only the truth and have real conversations about real life topics and situations. I'm your host, Sydney Cobbs, a 19-year-old college student who attends Prince George's Community College, a sophomore, and not just that, a mass communications major. Today, we will be discussing how social media affects college students' mental health. Now I know there's going to be people in denial, like my peers, young adults, teens, if middle schoolers listen to this, whoever, whatever, but at the end of the day, we all know once I start stating facts, you'll understand. Social media has impacted our generation tremendously. So, without further ado, get your drinks, your popcorns, go get ready to tweet, and let's talk about it. So I got the tea for y'all, so get your pen and paper because we about to be learning together. So, social media has been huge since the early 2000s. I mean, we had MySpace that came out in 2003. We had Tumblr that came out in 2007. But what actually a lot of people don't know is, is that there was a website which was considered to be the very first social networking site. So scratch MySpace and Tumblr. It was called Six Degrees, and it came out in 1997 of May. So I think we should give recognition to them because without them, we wouldn't even have all these, you know, social media apps and things like that. And y'all know what I'm talking about. We got Facebook now, which is called Meta. I think they change it too. We got Instagram. We got Twitter. We got Snapchat. We got more than that because Tumblr is still up there. MySpace is still up there. But right now, we know probably the most downloaded app in the whole world is TikTok, okay? But it's practically in our daily routines. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I go straight to Instagram, I check my Twitter. Um, Of course, if I have messages, whatever, get up, you know, go do whatever I need to do before class. You know, I might in the car, check my social media again. I mean, how many times can you count that you've actually been and open any of your apps that relate to social media, like it's probably going to be more than 10 times. And if it's less than that, well, I give kudos to you because I want to be like that. OK, it's, it's hard out here. It's hard out here. But it's crazy to see how it has really impacted our generation and has impacted our daily schedules where we feel as though that we have to do it. But we're not really thinking it in our brains. So it's not like we're forcing ourselves to do it. It's just we're so consumed to it and we're so used to doing it. It's a schedule of ours. I mean, the first time I've ever created a social media account was probably in fourth or fifth grade. And it was Instagram. And my grandfather, I used his phone when I always went over his house. He had a Samsung. And I created my Instagram there and I will always post up there and then I would go home. And of course, I probably wouldn't see my papa for a week or two. So then when I see him, I go on it and I just check it. But it wasn't something I always needed because one, I didn't have a phone. So I wasn't thinking 
that much about it, but I mean, I was four, four, I mean, not four, but I was in fourth or fifth grade already on social media. That's, that's kind of ridiculous, I would say, because now you have younger kids who have Instagram accounts and they're newborns and they can't even use it. So, I mean, I just think that's kind of weird, but that's, that's my story. But now I'm a sophomore in college with most of the apps I have named and it's crazy how consumed my life has been to them tremendously. And I don't think many people bring up the awareness to this specific topic, which is college students do have some type of mental health problem when it does come to social media. Now, I'm not saying that we're crazy or this, that, and a third, but college students use social media to post and tweet about their lives while also watching other people's lives. Now, this can be friends, family, but it also can be associates and strangers and people we have never met before. People from different countries, people who are famous, people who are entrepreneurs. We see people's lives. We watch people grow in a sense or watch people even break down from good or positive things. And we're in college at the same time. So my focus is definitely college. And you're probably like, okay, why? One, yes, I am in college. And two, I'm going to speak from my experience. And three, I'm pretty sure my experiences are relatable to many college students out there, especially because we are in a time where we're trying to figure life out and trying to figure out which path. Seeing people's success and what looks like perfection can make students' minds feel very, very overwhelmed because we're figuring out our lives as well. For example, we are getting a bachelor's degree and stuff like that where, you know, when you're in college, the ages can be 18 up to 21, 22, 23. And I'm 19 years old and I know there are 19-year-olds out there that are getting paid through social media, through Instagram, making millions of dollars at my age. And for me, you know, that's the type of situation where it feels like I'm not doing enough or I should be doing enough or if somebody can make money that way and I'm spending a whole bunch of money to go to college while she can just post a picture, get some likes and get some money, it feels very, very like, it feels like you're just not doing enough. It makes you feel like you should be doing way much more than what you're doing now. And that is the effects of social media when you see stuff like that. And let's keep it real. I research and the effects of social media includes depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, body image, slash shame, and self-isolation, just to name a few. There are more. And these are facts that actually have been proven. I mean, for me, I will say social media has made me cause has caused me to have anxiety. I have had low self-esteem body image because I am a little tiny tiny little small thing and self-isolation social media can even cause not learning how to communicate with others which a lot of people don't talk about it's just that type of situation where I feel as though that there are so 
so so so much negative on social media and when you are a young adult and you went through a pandemic and you're trying to figure out your life and you know there's stuff you can post and can't post because you don't know what your future may hold your future career it impacts us tremendously to a point where it's over overwhelming we start to overthink and we feel as though we're probably not good enough because of our peers or people our age group And I think that's something that we should all think about as college students, that we are good enough and what we're doing is good. And we shouldn't let social media depict how we feel. I know that's right. Before we dive even more into our discussion, here's an advertisement from PGCC. Thursday, December 2nd, 2021 at 7 p.m., the PGCC Faculty Jazz Quartet will be hosting a virtual event free to the public. You will be able to stream this event prior to start time or no later one hour before as you get a link sent to your email. If you would like to know more about this information, please go to Prince George Community College website and go under the events page where you can locate this information. Okay, y'all, so welcome back after this short break. Um, we're about to just dive into the last two topics because I know probably some of y'all are like, okay, girl, just give us the facts, give us the information, give us the data, the analysis, and all that crap, so I'm going to give it to y'all. The use of social media has been classified as an addiction. So, yes, if you think or you might say, hey, I think I'm addicted to social media, but it's like in a joking way. No, sis. No, bro. You actually might be addicted. And I'm going to tell you why. According to psychologists, between 5 and 10 percent of Americans today fulfill the criteria of social media addiction. Being addicted to social media has been described as a behavioral addiction that is defined by an overwhelming need to check your accounts and spend excessive amounts of time doing so. So we're about, we about to take a pause right there. And we're about to go into how social media is so big on procrastination. You can see how many of you or your peers are compelled to check their social media profiles while they're in class, right? To see what's going on. I mean, I know I do it. I ain't ashamed to admit it. A lot of us do it. Because your mind is so focused on your phone, you what? Miss out on something you learned from your professor. You might got to tap the person next to you. Hey, did you get that note or something? Not just that, if you have a huge test coming up, social media might promote procrastination, hinder you from starting your work, and give you less time to study. Because what? You're busy checking your phone. I had the privilege to interview Briante Appointe. She is a social media maven. She has her own businesses, she's an entrepreneur, and she resides in the Washington, D.C. area. She had a great time answer, answering my questions because we couldn't do, do it through Zoom for another class of mine, but I decided to still include it in this. I asked Brianna to appoint to social media, in your opinion, good for the younger generation when it comes to the way we should look, act, or receive by the public eye, or even when it comes to our grades and classwork. She said, not at all. I think that social media is the reason why our younger generation is so consumed with appearance yet are less active because they spend so much time on their phones and taking photos. This is an issue for everyone, not just the younger generation. I recently took a girl's trip when I was disgusted at the amount of time my friends took to get ready and to take photos for Instagram. They were so busy looking cute for the gram, they missed out on the memories and enjoying each other's company. It's sad, but as people we have a choice to not allow social media to disrupt our lives and our peace it all starts with mentally and priorities which is absolutely right we let social media consume us social media is not something we're forced to do social media is a type of situation where 
you can allow how much you want to intake, which we don't. Stop Procrastinating is a study group that has gathered data on the topic I'm talking about. They took a survey to see how many students with social media accounts are affected by this matter. Over 74% said that the internet was a significant source of procrastination and stress for them. After responding to a social media alert, another 64% of students admitted to losing their line of thought. Checking your social media accounts once again has become so ingrained in students' daily lives that it's difficult to break away and be free from these apps. While social media can be beneficial, I know there are many positive guys. I'm not saying that social media is not positive all the way. There are many great things about social media, like promoting your um, selves if it comes to a business, if it comes to your music, if it comes to artwork, is it coming to branding deals? It's so many things that, yes, it can be positive, but I feel like people will look at the positive more than the bad, where it's that we can have social media, but I think it needs to be under a controlled amount. We can use social media, but we need to learn how to separate school and social media in the classroom. We can have social media, but we don't need to tear ourselves down because of what somebody else are doing. It might make you feel disoriented from reality and lead to antisocial behavior. It's critical to learn how to control your social media usage so that you don't become engrossed in what others are doing. And I know a lot of people know what I'm talking about. You see your friend in Miami on the boat at at 1920 and you over here in your room and you doing work at a computer. I want to do that. I need to do that. That's how I need to be living my life. Everybody's lives are different. Everybody's lives are not the same. Everybody's lives are meant to be on different paths. Just because that person is doing it and that's great for them does not mean that right now you're supposed to be doing it. If you're in your room working and studying for your finals and stuff like that, which are coming up and I know they're stressful because I'm stressing out myself, it's okay because you're working towards something and that's your path to life. But reducing your social media usage will help you feel less anxious, depressed, lonely, sleep deprived. You won't really have that much insecurities. You won't be worrying too much about other people because like I always say, the only person you need to worry about is yourself. And if you love yourself, if you tell yourself how much you're doing and you're doing a great job, then I promise you that social media wouldn't even be a thought in mind you wouldn't care what other people think you wouldn't care about the likes or the comments or who how many people viewed your story or how many people watched your story it wouldn't matter because all that matters is your own happiness so that is the end of my podcast y'all I'm really 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 happy I feel as though I informed a lot of people and even taking the time to research I informed myself on how social media has a big, big hold on our generation. And I'm going to learn how to slowly take a step back as all starts with baby steps. So thank you for listening and I hope you have a nice, beautiful, wonderful day. And live your life. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of Prince George's Community College, its faculty, 
staff, or its affiliates. This show was for educational purposes only. The PG Daily is produced by Heavenly Bee and David Smalls and is executively produced by Dale Roden.